you can see from your bulletin that effectively the rest of our service is going to be given over to what we're calling passing the baton. As one young man passes on the responsibility of leadership with our youth and with our worship teams to another young man. What makes this moment so beautiful, so unique, is the fact that they're here together, watching them establish a friendship. In fact, after we had had contact with Evan and Rochelle, after we had had contact with them, Josh said to me, he said, I really like this guy. He said, we're going to be friends. Even if this church doesn't call him, I will stay in touch with him. That's a pretty cool thing to be able to hear, friends. That's a cool thing. And uh, how fun is it to watch? Because I think what we're seeing, if I may make my own point, is I think what we're seeing is this. We're seeing how God wants it to happen. That transitions ought to be peaceful and loving and good and honoring him. So enjoy these moments, friends, if you would, please. It is very unique. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to share some thoughts from two different passages today. And my first thoughts, I'm going to direct at these two young men and the precious women who are with them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, chapter 2, chapter 3, Paul is wrestling or challenging the Corinthians, if you will, that they're kind of getting caught up and being impressed with people. They're kind of beginning to find divisions among themselves where one likes a guy by the name of Apollos and another guy likes a guy by the name of Cephas and somebody else says that they're of Paul. And he writes to address them on that. He actually, he tells them, because this is how they are beginning to break themselves out and find divisions in their church, he actually tells them that they're being carnal in this, that this is not led of the Spirit of God that here's how you are beginning to act towards one another and create divisions. And in chapter 5, he says, Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. Guys... Here's what this, here's just one thought about what this text tells us. That when God called us into vocational work, when God, we sensed it each individually in our journeys that we were being set aside for kingdom service, that 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 is how we are to live. And that um, it is vocational. It's where we, when I say vocational, you understand, people? It's how we make our, our living. It is the job that we do that by which we get paid. That's all that I mean. But vocational service is something that we have accepted a call to. And uh, what I'd like to point out in accepting that call, we accepted this reality. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters We live out our ministries understanding 
that when we took up the mantle of pastoral work, we took it up knowing it's not about us. Okay? We just sang earlier about God getting the glory. Okay? And the reason that it's not about us is we are, he, say, he, he says, what are we? We're nothing but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. God does use us, but God is the one doing the work. Josh, we've talked about this. Evan, we will. You've realized it already. We can't change people. Okay? So one thing to keep in mind, folks, one thing to keep in mind. So now Evan is coming on board. We're excited about Evan. God has used Josh. Okay? Don't expect that if you see some things, some issues that are out there, you think, oh, Evan will fix them or that. No, not going to happen. Evan's not going to fix anyone. But he will be a servant, as has Josh has been. He will be a servant of the Lord, a vessel to direct, whether it's people in worship or whether it's the youth that are on, under his leadership or the leadership team. By the way, can I say this about leadership team? Okay, thank you, those of you who've served with Josh. Thank you. But Evan's going to need to establish his own leadership team as God directs. So don't take that in any personal way. I don't know who, who will be involved. I don't know. But he has to have the freedom to establish the ministry that he needs to establish. But we serve. We can't, so we can't fix anyone. We can't change anyone. We can't save anyone. All right? God does all of that. We simply have the privilege of being his tools his instruments. And as you guys know, being a minister, the root word is being a servant. And that's what we've been called to. We're called to kingdom service. And so we give up the honor we want for ourselves. We give up the pride. We give up the prestige that uh, I have learned, I can tell you this, I have learned through 30 plus years of ministry that it's somewhere down the line, anywhere along the line, you introduce yourself as a pastor, it's not like people go, ooh, really? You have attained the role of pastor? That is amazing. Now, we gave all of that up because God alone can do the work and God alone gets the glory. But it doesn't mean that what we do is insignificant because the text does say that each one of these young men will receive his own reward according to his own labor. God will honor what you do. The day will come, but we don't live for it in this world. It's our desire to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And that will be enough. That will be enough. Now, he who plants and he who waters, and Paul's referencing in this case, Case, the distinction between himself and Apollos. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one. This is what I've watched as we're in this time of transition. I've said it publicly. I will say it again. I have enjoyed working with Josh. As you might guess, we have frustrated one another from time to time. I have disappointed him at times. I've let him down. There are ways in which I hope I could do so much better with Evan now that it'll be my second go-around as a senior pastor. But I have enjoyed time with Evan. But I have never respected him more than watching him in this time of transition. 
He has been exemplary. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And in no time have I picked up anything from Josh that he wants to make sure he leaves his mark in such a way that Evan's the lesser of the two, that he's a little bit better. Okay, he's done none of that that I can see. But he has made the way as much as he can that, Evan, you can pick it up now and you can go. And I've watched them work as one. That's why this was such a beautiful moment, seeing that, friends, because they get this. You understand? I'm telling them what they already know. We're just talking about that right now. But they've been living this out. We've been watching it, and we get the privilege of seeing God doing a unique work. And he will bless each one according to their own labors. We will find that Evan has different gifting, different personality, different temperament. And God will use him in a different way. And we will embrace that. We'll say that's a good thing because Evan's got to be Evan. We enjoyed having Josh as Josh. So thank you guys. Thank you. So that's what I wanted to share with you. We gave up. Primarily, just remember, we gave up the prestige the call, or the, the adoration and the greatness. And we have said, I want any, only for God to be glorified. And bury the pride, Lord. We don't need it. And that's to them. In Ephesians chapter 4, after three powerful and significant uh, chapters of the doctrine of the gospel... The Apostle Paul then turns to the application of what he's been saying. And he says there, he begins chapter 4 with, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you, and that is all at the church at Ephesus, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Then he goes on to describe some things in which that may happen. We can't read the entire chapter. But he explains how it is God has structured us together. And picking it up in verse 11, he says, And he himself, he himself, this is Jesus Christ who gives gifts to men. He's already covered that in the ensuing verses. He gives gifts to men. He says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried with, about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effectual working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. The reason I wanted us to hear this as a congregation is to remind us again of something I have said repeatedly as of late. We are not a business. We are a body. We are a body of whom Christ 
is the head. That matters because it defines how we deal with each other. It defines the significance that each one of us bears in this thing called the body. And one of the things that we lose sight of is we lose sight of at times that the, the, way, the way the church is structured, because we can tend to think of it as a business, is we hire a pastor or assistant pastors, and then we tell them what they are to do. And we give them their jobs, and we give them their tasks, and we force them into this mold. And that's the role of the pastor, because we as a church and as a board, have hired them for that. And if that's our thinking, if we have a business mindset, we need to correct that because we are a body. And Ephesians 4 tells us the role of the pastors is not to just do the job that the board tells them they're supposed to do. But pastors are given to the church as part of others, uh, other gifted people, and sometimes it's put together as pastor-teachers. It goes hand in hand. You can't separate the two. They're there for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up or the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith. The point being this, the role of our pastoral staff is not just to do the jobs we give them. It is to invest in the lives of our people that our people might learn what their own giftedness is and how God wants to use them in the body of Christ for our own people to grow in the Word and understanding of accurate and good and clear doctrine. For our own people to grow up into maturity. That's the role of a pastor. Not just to do a job so we can keep this structure going. And they have that role as part of this dynamic thing called a body. And when that is happening, it says, He Himself, He Himself gives these. And then it says also that He places everybody within the body as He sees fit. So think about that. He has gifted Josh in heaven. And He gave us Josh for a time to fit among us. And now he's releasing Josh, and he's bringing in Evan. He's saying, now, Evan, now Evan's different, so I don't want to put him in that same spot. He releases Josh. He puts Evan over here. So we're not thinking it's like, oh, yeah, because now we're talking about a job. No, but he brings Josh to serve as, a, as an assistant pastor so that now Evan's gifts will be used in our midst. And in that, everybody grows together. And ultimately, if we understand what the text is saying, as we all grow, we all bear influence upon the people immediately around us. We all are having an impact upon this body, upon this fellowship, if we all are growing and understanding our giftedness and yielding our lives that God could use it within the body, not vocationally. He may call some of us out vocationally, but we don't have to be vocational to be servants of the king. It has nothing to do with being vocational to be a servant. But he places us in the body of Christ that we could all grow so that every part does its share. 
That's an awesome thing. And Evan's going to help us as God has equipped him to help us. Now, we can already imagine that Evan stepping in to a dynamic that is in play. We've known each other for years. And Evan's going to step in. And I said this when Evan candidated. I said, I don't recall exactly the context of the meeting. I said, if this young man comes, he will change us. And we nodded our heads and kept moving forward. Okay? Because God wants to use him to influence our lives. And he wants to use us to influence his life. So that's how it's supposed to work. I find it intriguing that Paul began this passage with the words we read earlier, though. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. That's it. We could yeah, walk worthy of being in whatever place I am in the body of Christ, whatever gifting I've been given, however that is. Boy, I'm going to live up to that. Wonderful. With all lowliness and gentleness with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Remember I said to these guys, hey guys, when when we accepted the call to vocational ministry, all the prestige, all the pride, all that stuff that makes us seem important to the world's gotta go. We, we upped for that because we are nothing. God does the work. Do you notice that the more general call to us as a body ultimately calls us to the same type of thing, doesn't it? We'll have good working years with Evan and he will have them with us. And this will be a good dynamic if we will simply keep Ephesians 4 one, two, and three in mind, and remember that we deal with each other with lowliness, with gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, and endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Why is it that that takes effort to keep the unity of the Spirit? Why is that? Why do I need to be exhorted to gentleness and long-suffering and bearing in love and lowliness, because my pride will always want to lash out. My desire for power will always want the upper hand. My indignation, if somebody tells me something I didn't want to hear or didn't agree with, will skyrocket at any given moment when it's out of control. And I need to come back and understand if we're going to live together in the way God wants us to live together in the body of Christ It begins with lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Friends, God is blessing us in this time of transition. It is a unique experience we're having right now. I trust you see that. I trust we all grasp that. You guys over here, you're experiencing something unique in your ministry. I don't expect you to watch again. And we give God praise for that. But we also move on from here now with the understanding if it's going to work. 
Evan needs to continue on in that vein where he recognizes he can't change anyone. And he's nothing. And we pick up the same call. The same tone. That as we have to interact with him, and maybe we'll need to come to some points where we disagree on some things, how we do it, we do it with lowliness, long-suffering, gentleness, right? We check our own spirits before we fly off the handle, right? We pay attention to what God's doing inside of us or wanting to alert us to internally before we just let everything, let it all go and push it on there, right? He's telling us here how. We maintain peace in the body of Christ. Not that we can't have a difference, but how we manage the difference. Is that all right? Because if we all approach the days ahead as realizing, I am nothing, God alone is to get the glory, and that means in whatever I'm dealing with with the people around me, whether Evan or anyone else in the body of Christ, if God's going to be glorified in it, there's a means by which, by which I must approach it. That the very means of approaching difficult circumstances have to glorify Him also. then we have a much better chance of seeing God's grace continue to be poured out, of having more things like this right now. We're blessed, friends. I hope you're grasping this moment. It is special. I'm going to ask these two young guys if they will come at this time. And uh, they know what they, want to, what they want to share in the moments ahead. But Josh... Love you, man. All right. Evan, I love you. Look, good days ahead. Okay? All right. So I would like to start um, where I left off last week. Last week I talked about how awesome people are in this church, how many awesome people that love to serve the Lord are in this church. And you guys are gaining... Two more. Well, three more. (laughs) Um, Awesome people that love the Lord. And I've gotten to see that over the last couple days. And um, just working with Evan in in our office together back there. Um, Soon to be his office. Um, It's it's decorated if you haven't seen it yet. It's decorated as his office. It, it won't be that way very soon. So, um, But you guys are gaining two amazing people that love the Lord, that are willing to serve, that are willing to jump in and just love on students um, and, and serve the Lord with worship and serve any other way they can. I've, I've seen that from just our little interactions um, yeah, it's been it's been awesome getting to know him, um, but uh, so that's encouraging for you guys. I also want to um, charge both you, Evan, and the congregation um, to continue to grow, continue to seek the Lord, um, Evan, with the with the students. Um, I love these students, and you know that, <laughs> um, and you guys hopefully know that. Um, I love these students, and um, 
I want to see them succeed. I want to see them continue to grow with the Lord. I want to see them continue to, to push forward and to, to seek God more each and every day. Um, and as much as we, as Gary was saying, we can't do it, um, but we can provide opportunities for the Spirit to lead and, and be willing for the Spirit to lead in us into these students and teach them um, his ways. So, um, spiritual growth for the students to continue to grow. Also, um, continued depth in worship. Um, we, we've, come, we've come a long ways, um, even in the last 10, 15 years as a church, um, and you guys have been awesome. Um, congregation, you've been awesome with change, with um, different things being thrown in there. Um, I think Evan will probably bring some other different things into worship and um, just continue to be open um, to at least trying something different. Um, it, it will be, it will enhance worship. Um, he, will, he will bring something different and, and it will be good. He is a very talented musician um, I've seen over the last couple of days and... Um, it's been fun hanging out and playing guitar with him. Um, he he will bring something. And Evan, um, these people, these worship worshipful people here, um, people as part of the teams and and the congregation, um, they are precious to me as well. And I want to see that continue and continue growth in worship. And I know that you will um, serve the Lord in that way and. Um, just be willing to um, work with these people. And, and again, they are great people. <laughs> um, so all this to say, um, we want to see God work in this church. I want to see God work in this church. I know Brooke does too. Um, and, and you're here. And, and God has brought you here for this moment and um, for this time. And... Um, I want to see it continue to grow. So that's that's what I got. Thanks, Pastor Josh. And thanks, Pastor Gary, for the encouragement, the spurring on. And I want to thank you both for your reception of Rochelle, myself, and our little boy. If you didn't know, we're having a boy. <laughs> we're really excited to be here. I just, I, this morning, as Steve was giving the announcements, I remembered your name. That's a good thing. I looked at Rochelle and I, I said, this is where we're supposed to be. During announcements, guys. <laughs> announcements. This is where we're supposed to be. And we can't be happier. We're excited. We're excited to serve all of you. We're excited to learn more about you. We're excited to build these strong relationships with you. We're excited to be in New Folden, growing in New Folden, and raising a family in New Folden. We're absolutely excited to serve this church body, this community. And I will seek to take up the call to continuing spiritual growth in students. I will seek to point students to loving God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love others as themselves. 
I will seek to push them deeper in their relationship with Christ. And I also put that on me as well. Just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I have it all together. I need Jesus just as much as the next person. And for myself, I will seek deeper intimacy with my Savior. I will seek to continue depth in the worship ministry. I will seek to point every person towards God through various forms of worship ministry, such as music, prayer, and scripture reading. I will also seek to be open to this small community. I will seek to love the New Folding community as myself, and I will seek to show and share Christ to all who I come in contact with. And finally, to God be the glory. My goal in serving the Evangelical Free Church in New Folden is to point all students and all who enter this building towards the Creator, Savior, and Sustainer and give Him the glory in all that I do.
Pretty cool, wasn't it, friends? Pretty cool. Praise God. This is grace. This is God's grace right here. It's what it looks like in ministry. To God be the glory. Um, we need to pray. And in order to make this effective, one, I'm going to ask if the board, if you're on our board, if you will please come up here at this time. I'm also going to ask... And somebody's not going to like this. I can see if our deaconesses would come. And that means I think we may be passing a baby over here, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, you're not a deaconess anymore? Oh, forgive me, Judy. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought, oh, Judy's going to be coming up here. I always lose sight of that. Okay. So I may ask you, board members, are you coming? Not a whole lot of people are coming. Deaconesses, come, please. Please. And Okay. And former deaconesses, because we need more women up here, Judy. So you are coming, okay? <laughs> we want a few more women up here. And we're going to, we'll do this over here where we don't have all of those stands in front of us. However, that puts Brooke in a situation where she can't take her pictures. Brooke, you get to move. Come over by my lovely wife, and you come take your pictures over here, okay? And we want, to, we want to be right over here. And uh, Crystal, you might have to shift down a little if you want to see what's happening. I'm going to ask if Evan and Rochelle will come right up here where Stovey is, right here. Okay, yeah, it's good, it's good. All right, right up here, good. And then I'm going to ask whatever women are up here now. Now, deaconesses, you're all here, right? Okay, board members, you're all here, okay. And then Brooke, right in here, if you would, please. And let's put, we'll have a women put their hand on the shoulders of Rochelle. And, uh, or if you can't reach in there, put your hands on the shoulder of another woman. And we'll have the men get over to, to Evan's side, okay. The men are getting over to Evan's side. All right, and we're going we're to be in here, and uh, we're going to have our chairman pray, and then we're going to hand the mic down to our head deacon, um, Dave Cruz, have him pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you today with uh, very joyful hearts, hearts that uh, appreciate so much uh, these these people these couples that you've brought in our midst and and father that uh, you have blessed definitely blessed um, their journeys to come to this um, this town to nefold in their community father god we we thank you for josh and uh, the last three years and uh, the blessing that you've given to us and in, in his ministry to our kids and, and to us as a congregation. We thank you for that. We thank you so much for bringing Brooke into his life and the wonderful lady she is. And Now, Father, we ask that you will bless their marriage together. Help them to seek you, and uh, we pray for their future. And... Uh, we just ask that you'll help them as they, they journey together now. Father, we thank you for 
Evan and Rochelle and their baby. And we thank you so much for bringing them to us. Father, this is, again, it's a, it's a, a path that you have directed and we have been witnesses to that. So we thank you and praise you for uh, answering our prayers as we prayed that you would bring us the right couple, the, the right people to be our, our new pastor. We thank you and praise you for that. Father God, I ask for your protection. As we know that the little ones are very special, so we ask for your angels to protect this new family now. And uh, we, we ask that you'll bless their home together. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I failed to ask you to stand. Would you please stand as, as Dave finishes our time of prayer? Oh, Heavenly Father, we just we thank you for this precious couple that you've introduced to us and that you've brought here safely. And Father, I just I pray that our teens, as they have observed all this, this is the first lesson that that comes under Evan's stewardship here. That um, these teens, as they look at this, they see your hand in all that has happened, and they see your hand at work. That uh, even as you open a, a new chapter in uh, Josh and Brooke's life at the end of the month when they get married, um, that's a new chapter for their lives. But it requires that they uh, that Josh leaves here, and uh, the gap is not left open. That uh, you've brought right in behind Josh this. Uh, outstanding young man that's going to pour your love into those kids i just really love hearing the words that uh, that evan spoke here of his intention of what he's going to do and i pray lord that you would give him boldness to uh to share your word and to pour your love into our kids hearts and uh that uh, he would challenge our kids at every step to draw closer to you lord and to know you greater and as he leads us in worship, I pray that you would give him confidence and uh, boldness to push us. Um, we need to draw closer to you, too. Um, we can't just be complacent and give him the, the confidence to push us and uh, to, to force us to draw, walk closer with you and to, uh, to just, just learn and, as he said, to go deeper in our relationships with you, Lord. And... Uh, I just I echo all the things that that Miles prayed. We're just thankful for both of these couples. They're outstanding in their own individual ways, and the common thought here is that they they both love you, Lord, and they both place you at the center of their lives. And we pray our kids will see this as we go forward. And uh, we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.